1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Baby, a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. What's up, everybody? It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this. What day of the week is it today? Thursday. I tell you, I, I tell you all the time, and I'm not going to elaborate because I've mentioned it several times. I have no idea ever what day of the week it is since the storm. Today is a Thursday, and we are ready to rock and roll and have a great time and, you know, have some good calling guests and some hopefully some good content. That's on me. Um, but we do certainly have three great calling guests that will be enjoying their time throughout the course of the show. In 15 minutes, we're going to go to South Lafouche High School. Their football coach, B.J. Young, will be on the line. The Tarpons have finished spring practices. They're going to be rocking and rolling into their summer workouts and summer practices. Um, so kudos to them. for you know They went and played McDonough 35, challenged themselves heavily, faced a team with tons and tons of speed. They won the live quarter 6 to nothing with a very young, inexperienced group. Kudos to the Tarpons for that. Wax Coach Young about how his spring went and what are some of the goals they have for the summer as they're trying to get back into the postseason for a second straight year. That's been the challenge for South Lafouche football, right? Like, it, it's not been, you know, an issue for them to have good, solid teams, right? Like, they've had several of those in the last 10, 15 years, 20 years. It's been after you have that good, solid team, how do you build on it and how do you sustain it? Sustainability has been the problem. You know, Terry Farmer had a great team one year. Then the next couple of years, they struggled. You know, Dennis Gaines had a great team one year. The next couple of years, they struggled. Blake Forsythe had a great team one year, and then you know, all the teams after that weren't the same. So that's going to be the challenge for BJ Young is to try to figure out how to. Are you got to the playoffs? You, you had that first round game. How do you build on that instead of you know letting that success erode and then having to build back up? How do you keep you know keep that climb going? At twelve o'clock, we've got Cullen Mathern, the Covenant Christian Academy head football coach. He is going to be, I believe, in year three out there in uh, Lionland. He's got a, uh, a group that's going to be hungry and feisty, ready to go, just like everyone else, CCA football. Um, has some challenges, right? I mean, like they, they're, they're fighting the number game, and you know they're fighting everything that all the little single-A schools are fighting. But they've got some talent there, and they've also got a really good head football coach. Coach Cullen does a good job there, which puts them at an advantage. So hopefully they have a strong season, and we'll ask him about all of the things they're planning to do there. 12-15, Keegan Pokey, the athletic director at LCO Middle School. Um, good guy. You know, Coach Pokey does an excellent job with his team. They they are coming off of a wonderful athletic year where basketball was good, volleyball was good, track was good, football won the Paris Championship. A lot of the guys on that football Paris Championship team are now going to be going to South Lafouche and playing, if not starting, as ninth graders on the varsity level. So they had a special, special group. But from what I understand, um, they have opened up their like spring slash summer workouts or practices or whatever and have something like 60 or 70 kids out there on a middle school team. Like they've got numbers that like 5A football programs would hope to have. And that's a testament to A, the success that they had last year, but B, how accessible and how much fun the coaches are making it for the kids out there. And that's big, man. I talk about this often. It's like at the high school level, you're truly – I hate to generalize it this this wide, but you're truly like as good as your feeder programs are, right? If you're getting kids there in ninth grade 
that don't have a clue what they're doing or that don't have any confidence or that don't think that they could perform or that have no history of success or that have no athletic background at all to just like teach them all what they need to know in the four years that's following it while they're at the prep level, like you're behind the eight ball. You can't make up for all that lost time. So when you have a great feeder program, you know, they get to the high school, they know how to play. They know how to compete. They know how to be coached. They know how to handle adversity. They know how to win. They know how to lose. They know how to handle any little situation that comes their way. Coach Pokey's done an excellent job there, man. He really has. I'm, I'm super proud of what they've done. 1230, we're going to get to our headlines. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs. We had uh, another game yesterday that was, guess what, a blowout. You know, we talked about it in the last several weeks. These games have just, for whatever reason, not been competitive. Boston goes on the road and wallops Miami. Boston's a better team than Miami. That, at this point, shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. They now lead 3-2, to two, and it looks like, barring something crazy happening, we're going to have a Golden State versus Boston NBA Championship Series, which I think would be highly entertaining. you got the length of Boston, the toughness and the grittiness of Boston, which will be going against the finesse and the sharp shooting and all the wizardry that the Warriors present. So that could potentially be some fun. Then at the bottom of the show, we've got our betting picks. We're going to try to give you three winners. Um, I don't even know which three I'm going to pick yet. I've got a list of six or seven. I'm going to give you three before the show wraps up today. So I want to start off the show a little bit different today. Of course, yesterday, you know, we I was, look, I apologize, man. Yesterday at the beginning of the show, I was an emotional mess, man. I didn't mean to go off and do the entire segment about the school shootings thing and get all emotional. And you know, I was crying on the air. I mean, it was a mess, but it, it hurts, man. It hurts whenever... You know, you see innocent people, especially children, you know, lose their life so tragically that way. And I think that it's it's avoidable situations, which makes it even more painful. But today I want to speak to to someone, um, and it's it's a group of people, right? Like, on social media, I've been seeing the last several days um, so many folks congratulating their daughter, their cousin, their niece, their nephew, their godchild, you know, their whatever it may be for making like a, a sports team, right? Um, you know, hey, congratulations to little, you know, Becky Sue for making the LCO volleyball team or congratulations to little Tommy Joe for making the golden medal middle school, you know, whatever. Or, you know, congratulations to little Sam for making the South LaFouche basketball team. And, and look, what I'm about to say is nothing against any of you all that are posting any of these things. That's great content. It, it, it truly is wholesome and heartwarming social media content that I love to see. So congratulations so much, so much, like from the bottom of my heart. If you or your child or anyone that's affiliated with you has just recently made a sports team or a dance team or a cheer squad or whatever it is that they put their mind to being part of and they accomplished that goal, I salute you and I congratulate you with as much of the goodness in me as possible. Congratulations. That's an accomplishment, man. Like it really, truly is. The bravery to have the guts to go and try to chase something at a young age is something that a lot of kids don't have today, right? So the fact that they were brave enough to even make the effort and, and, and you know, be talented enough to make it happen, you know, it's awesome. Being part of school sports are awesome and, and, and or school activities or clubs or whatever it may be, it's awesome. But the people I want to speak to today are the parents and to the children themselves that were on the other end of the coin. For all the commentary that we see of, you know, hey, congratulations, Peggy Sue, you're an LCO volleyball player, you know, keep working hard, keep making your dreams come true, and then you see the kid, photo of the kid smiling and laughing and, you know, having a great time. It's wonderful. 
But for every child like that, there are a handful more who end up not making the team, right, and end up getting cut from their respective sport that they were chasing. So to those people, I want to tell you this. First and foremost, I want to tell you that there is nothing wrong with being cut from a sports team. Nothing at all wrong from being cut from a sports team. I've been cut several times from things that I've tried out for. I just wasn't altogether athletic. I wasn't motivated, whatever it may be. I, you know, just didn't work out. There have been stories after stories after stories of young men and young women who tried out for sports teams, didn't make it, and who ended up prospering in a big, big way. So my first message to you all is that if this is something that you truly want, if this is something that you desire, if this is something that you really want to do, don't give up. If you're in seventh grade and you tried out for the volleyball team and you didn't make it, Find a way to continue to work on your skills. Go get a ball and practice setting. Go get a ball and practice doing digs or whatever it is that volleyball people do. Run around. Stay in shape. Work on your quickness. Work on whatever it was. And look, talk to your, talk to your respective school sports coach. Like They're going to be honest. Ask them, hey, you know what was it or what are some things that I could do better? And then do those things. Don't give up if it's something that you want. Try for the next 10, 12 months or whatever until the next tryout. Try like hell to get better to where next year, whenever that time comes around again, you're ready. And then guess what? The next year, you might make it. The next year, you might get cut again, but that's okay too because guess what? The story of success in life is not about making you know, a team or not about doing whatever. It's about being better, a better version of you every single day. It's about being a better version of yourself. When you wake up today or you wake up tomorrow, your goal should be to be better than that day than what you were the day before. And if you work out and you got cut from that team and you work out and you, you know, bust your behind and every single day you're out there trying to get better and better and better, and the next year it's still not enough to make the squad, it's okay because guess what? You are a better player today than what you would have been one year ago. You're going to be in better shape than what you were one year ago. You're going to have learned better lessons about yourself and your toughness and self-discipline than you had one year ago. And I promise you when you get older and you become an adult, all of those little lessons and all those little skills will carry forward and you're going to be a better person for it. So congratulations wholeheartedly to all the people who made teams and who, you know, earned their spots and everything of this sort. I'm so happy and so damn proud of all of you all for taking that risk. And for those who didn't, we still love y'all too, man. Keep working hard. If it's something you want, don't take no for an answer. Keep working at it. Keep busting your butt. Keep trying. Keep working at it. You are not any lesser than anybody else. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that, you know... Is you don't have anything lacking. Sometimes people are just a little more advanced, a little taller, a little stronger, whatever it may be. Keep working. Keep doing the best that you can. And here's another thing that you could do. You tried out for volleyball or basketball, whatever it may be, and you didn't make it. Go watch and support your classmates. Stay around it. Stay around it. Because you could earn skills by competing and practicing. You could also earn skills by watching. 
You can earn skills by seeing how others play. You can earn skills by being around something that you want to be a part of. Be present. Don't become a, you know, dormant. Don't, you know, go and hide and, and, you know, lose friends over this. Continue to work and continue to be present and continue to chase what it is that you want. Hard work always pays off, man. And, you know, it's easy to say, oh, you know, I'm never going to be able to do this, whatever it may be. And at the end of the day, guess what? That you may be right. Like I could say right now, I'm going to work hard every day and I'm going to dunk a 10 foot basketball goal. You know what? I, I'm probably never going to do that. Right. But at the end of the day, if I truly set my mind to it and I work hard and I work out and everything, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get stronger and I'm going to make myself a healthier human being. What's the harm in that? So keep working. There's going to be lessons to be learned. Keep working. You're going to be making yourself better in some form or fashion and don't quit trying. If you got cut this year and you want to go out next year, try again. If you got cut two years in a row and you don't want to get cut a third year, that's nonsense. Try again. Because I promise you, if you don't go out for the team, you're not going to make it. So keep working hard. Keep trying. And know that there are some people like myself and others in the community and others at your school that have your back. And we want you to do well. And we want you to you know, get that opportunity to be posting that Facebook post and that social media post next year. It's play-by-play. Play. Let's Get out into a break when we get back. We're going to have B.J. Young, South LaFouche football on the line. Talk about something the Tarpons are doing as they head into their summer. We'll be right back. It's KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. You may think every weather app is the same until you see Weatherbug over deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. 
With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here. We want to thank everybody for listening on this Thursday. Hope everybody's having a great day. We go to the phone lines for our first calling guest. That's South Lafouche football coach, Coach B.J. Young. B.J., good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, man. I'm doing well. How are y'all? We're doing fine, buddy. You guys are just out of your spring practices. From what I understand from some folks who were there, the spring game itself was, it was a spring game. There was some good, there was some bad, there were some things you guys could correct, there were some things you guys were probably pleased with. Talk about the way you guys played out in the city against McDonough 35. Yeah, look, man, McDonough 35, uh, they, that's a good football team. They uh, they definitely looked apart, that's for sure. They were well coached. Um, but, you know, like, like you said, I think you said it good. You know, it was a spring game. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to figure out and a lot of stuff to work on. Um, but, you know, I was I was pleased. Uh, I thought Khalido Brown ran the ball very hard. I uh, thought, you know, Josh Mack, who was in the eighth grade, played well at quarterback, handled it very well. You know, I think back if I'd be 13, 14 years old going against them guys, I'd have been nervous, you know. So I uh, was pleased at how he um, how he handled himself. Uh, but we got a lot of work to do, and it, it, it was it was rough. You know, we started off rough. Um, kind of a bright, a bright spot, I guess, is, uh, you know, you come back after, <clears throat> you know, a rough scripted plays, and, you know, we win the quarter six nothing so um you know found a way to compete at the end and uh kind of and kind of pull it out kind of reminded me of the Appaloosas one of last year but um you know summer's going to be huge for us uh you know to keep keep getting better and have the kids all in the way at the same time they're competing um so looking forward to we get started on, on Tuesday defensively man to play a quarter against those guys and not let up anything that's good work man I'm sure you got to be awfully proud of the way you guys held them back in that in that live period yeah, you know, I thought I thought our defense played well, uh, you know, for the most part uh, all day. Now we gave up some big plays, which we got to correct, um, and and you know, penalties kind of you know helped us out a little bit. But um, yeah, man, I thought the defense fought hard. Um, a lot of we did a lot of good things, but uh, you know, same thing got a lot got a lot of stuff to correct, and um, you know, some issues that have to be addressed. And uh, you know, look, now I'm, I'm I'm I am very confident. That uh that will get there, you know, come, come the fall. You touched on this a minute ago, man. You guys were rolling out there in eighth grade quarterback. That's tough work, man. And then the fact that you know he he as he was saying a minute ago, kind of held his own out there. That's very impressive for the future of the program to know that you know we talked throughout the off season about okay, we're going to need some young guys, but to have the young guys actually capable of playing and performing, that that's even better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I, I think we'll be in, in very good hands. As far as the quarterbacks concerned, for the next for the next four years, which is which is good to know. Um, you know, uh, we got another freshman that didn't play. He's an A grader. Going to be a freshman that didn't play. Uh, Kay Nelson, um, big old kid, uh, and he he he's, he's a he's a freak, man. He he's he's legit. He'll he'll get some some definite reps on a Friday night, but he wasn't able to to make it to the game. And I uh, was looking forward to seeing him versus another team. But uh, yeah, look, I. I thought I thought there's a lot of kids out there on, on Thursday. That was the first time under the lights, so to say, you know. And uh, you're talking about two weeks uh, learning football, you know, because um, of COVID and, and the JV season being cut short with a storm and 
Now, that's not many reps. So you're talking about some kids who, uh, you know, the learning curve is steep, and I thought they handled themselves well um, as a unit. Coach, is there anything that you guys are, are like, kind of lacking right now in terms of, in terms of like, equipment? It's like, I know you guys, you know, I think are back in the field house full time, and, you know, you got the weight room up and running again. Is there anything that you guys are, are still missing, or is it as close to the new normal as it's going to get? Yeah, you know, we, we, we helmets, man. We, uh, Ordered, I ordered some new helmets because of our numbers and how that works is every 10 years, you know, that helmet's up. So, for, for instance, in 2012, the, all those helmets that were bought in 2012 are gone. And I think, you know, Rydell, they come certified at every year. I think he took like 18 helmets. So, um, ended up ordering 30 uh, brand new helmets. But the way everything is, it's still kind of on that, you know, waiting game. Uh, everything's still hard to get your hands on and back ordered and um, you know, I talked to Rich the other day as the guy that we deal with, and uh, he said we should be expecting him sometime in July, in, uh, excuse me, in June. So, you know, helmets, it'll, it'll be fine. But that was the one thing we were short on, and uh, the middle students get a, did a good job kind of loaning some of those A-graders, some helmets to use for spring to kind of get us through. And we lost some kids along the way, so we was able to get those kids um, all, in the, all in the helmets, uh, on our helmets before the end of the spring. So that, that was good to see. In the immediate future, what's some things you guys are working on? I know you're not going to have like formal practices right now with it, you know, the spring being over, but you guys are going to be working out, doing some seven on seven. What are some things that you're hoping to see in the next couple of weeks and then in the month of June? Yeah, look, it's going to be hard to accomplish what I think we need the most. Uh, we got, we got to get physical. Um, I thought we, we lacked physicality a lot on both sides. I didn't think we played very physical. Um, which is something that we have to correct. This is, this is a violent game, you know. So if you're not violent, um, no matter how talented you are, if you're not a violent person, then we're going to be in for a long night. So we got to be, be creative and figure out ways to get our kids um, more physical and, and tough. And, and um, you know, like I say, it's in them. You know, you just got to pull it out, and, and but you don't have pads on. You got to get creative on how you do it. And, yeah, uh, the, like I say, the clock's ticking, and that's a lot of kids who hadn't got to hit anybody, um, you know, in a long time in that type of environment or setting. Uh, so we got to get better at that. And then the mental stuff, you know, there's a lot of um, made a lot of mental errors, but you know that that all falls at the end of the day that falls on us. You know, we got we got to be better at you know getting it corrected and um, you know doing things or taking the right steps in order to get to where we need to get to. So we'll have uh, we'll have some meetings tomorrow, discuss some depth chart stuff or where we're going into the summer because now you know we had two weeks to look at them. So we gotta we gotta try to do what's best for everybody and put people in position that we think can help the team the most. And so have some meetings about that and getting some you know stuff together so everybody looks the same in the weight room and you know moving forward. So for a high school offense, man, you guys run some some very sophisticated and then like high level stuff that you know that you've picked up along the ways. With a younger group, is there work like you know you mentioned communication a minute ago? Is there worries of you know, like hey we might have to simplify this a little bit, or is there a situation where you know you guys got enough time to where it's going to be the same you know sit, set up as last year as you know as it was going to be this coming year? Or how's that going to work? Yeah, it, it is, man. It's a um, you know it's, it's a more complex um, system. Uh, I remember when I first showed it to the coaches. Uh, when I when I first got here, you know, they were kind of like, "Dan, coach, that's kind of like, you know, some next level stuff. That's just not like you run a hit, you run a corner. You know, it's all based on a lot of our stuff is based on, 
you know, how, the coverage that you're getting, you know, pre-snap and in, in the middle of the play and the routes can adjust. You know, if I was to come draw a, a playoff for you, like one guy can have like four, four ways he can go, you know. Um, but, but honestly, we don't have many of them, you know, uh, because, you know, we kind of take the approach – to uh, it's kind of like that air raid approach, you know, in our passing game, passing game wise, it's you know we have a handful of pass plays that we run out of every formation, but when a defense goes to chart that on a Saturday, that can look like seven different plays, and it's just the same play for us, but based on how they plan it, um, it, it turns into something a little different. So, uh, no man, I, I don't think there's no need to panic. I think we're gonna we're gonna continue to do what we're doing, and and that stuff just comes with reps, um, and. and and it's, 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 it's funny because when you see it catch on and it clicks, it's uh you know it's it's it's, it's fun to watch and the kids really enjoy it because they they feel and it's a confidence thing you know they feel like no matter what the defense comes out in, you know that we have a chance to be successful based off of our adjustments, you know in the passing game uh, and in the run game it's just being physical, you know we we got to do a good job of putting our kids in position, um, you know not running it into the numbers trying to gain hats. Um, a go up one and, and try to create gaps in the run game with motions and stuff like that. And that all comes with practice, man. And, and uh, it, it, we'll get there. It just, uh, like I said, it's not a lot, but it looks like a lot, you know, to the naked eye. But um, they get to where, just like the last group did, where you get to know it like the, like the back of your hand. And, uh, and you know, hopefully we can get there. And I'm confident that we will, you know, before before the, uh, the you know, when we take take the field in the fall. Very good, yeah. And look, man, you and I are talking about route trees and everything of that sort, man. Look, if you can't block them, all that stuff doesn't matter, man. How do you think your offense and defensive lines performed in the scrimmage, and what are some things those kids got to get better at before the season starts? Yeah, it all starts right there. Games are won and lost in the trenches. Um, you know, physicality on both sides. There's no doubt about it. Um, same thing, you know, we, we kind of take the, you know, the, the keep it simple method so they, the kids can play fast and, and not think as much, but when it's when it's fresh for you, you know you are thinking, you know you're thinking a lot. But when it, when like I said, when it, when it when it's when the flip when the switch flips, and it becomes like second nature, you get to play fast. So that'll take care of itself. Um, but we got to get creative on being physical um, and, and taking it to people. Uh, we we had a, we kind of fighting the deal of you go out and you try to feel 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 teams out. You know you come out, they look pretty, and you take, you know. You take time to feel them out, and then you realize, you know what, this it ain't, it ain't no different than what I've been seeing every day. You know, I can play with them, but you know, sometimes by that time, you you, you, you know, in a game, you're down 21, and now you're fighting your way back instead of just coming out the gate confident in yourself and your abilities and, and kind of delivering the blow instead of, you know, so to say, like like taking it. So um, that's that's just some things that up front. And look, we got great kids who work their tails off, um, so they they're gonna get better and. You know that summer being here all the time, and, and you're working, and it's a grind, and you're doing it with your buddies. Um, naturally, you're going to get better. And uh, the, the thing is, man, you got to trust in the process and stay the course, and not get frustrated. And that's the same thing we preach to them all the time. You know, you got to trust the process. You got to enjoy it. You know, you got to enjoy that strain of, you know, being. You got to you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And once that once that happens, um, we'll be fine. Coach, I remember last offseason you telling me, hey, man, like we've got to get the play in sooner because we had too many timeouts we had to take. And then you also said, hey, we've got to work on our red zone offense, finishing drives. And for you as a staff and as an offensive coach or whatever, what are some things you're personally working on that some goals that you may be set to try to get better at for the next year? Yeah, you know, and that was some things I thought, um, 
you know, we made progress on. You know, I thought both of those that, that we looked into, we did better at. We got to get better at our screen game, you know, our, our slow screens to the running backs. Um, for whatever reason, you know, it's not timing out the way it should. And so we watched some tape and we got some ideas to how to, how to, um, how to make that flow a little better. Um, I, I would say that, you know, offensively, defensively-wise, you know, we're going to try to do some more stuff to fit our personnel. Um, we got great D linemen, man, and we got them in a we got abundance of them. So, you know, maybe trying to fool around with some stuff um, to fit our personnel a little better, and that's all stuff we'll discuss, you know, tomorrow. And me and me and Coach Bryce, you know, we talk often, so we've discussed it, and um, you know, it's there's a lot. You know, you just, you're trying to you're trying to you can't correct everything. You know, yeah. so you're trying you're trying to do what you think that you can get corrected. That's gonna give you the best chance to uh, chance to win on a Friday. Yeah, very good. And look, man, uh, I've never asked you this, but you know, I was kind of curious. I'm kind of interested to hear the answer. How do you guys handle and figure out two-way players? Is it like a snap count? Do you say, hey, this guy's got 50 snaps in him, or you know, this guy could go 10 snaps on the other side of the ball? Like, I know you guys at times work them both ways. How do you adjust and figure out? Is it just you, you play it by feel on a Friday? How do you figure those things out? Yeah, you know, that was something that we kind of jumped into late last year. Uh you know, figured it would give us a good chance to win some games, and it's going to be something uh, that you that you see this year. Uh, kind of how we attack. It's something maybe in your pre-district schedule that you dance around with a little bit. By you know, you get them reps in practice because once they start grasping one side of the ball, like we talked about, it it kind of becomes second nature. So you can get them some more time, individual drills, or when we go to scale a team, get them some more work on the other side of the ball, and then kind of a field deal um, on a Friday night. And it, look, sometimes we go into the Friday night knowing you know, that, that we're going to move him over here and he's going to start the game right there. And then you kind of gauge him as the game goes on, his fatigue level, um, and then try to cut him breaks where uh, that, that, bet, that best helps the team. You know, if, he, if he's something that we really need, you know, like a Brody Pete, we need Brody running the football. So he can help at safety. But when we start to see him get a little gas, you know, we got other players too that can go in there and, and give him a break um, to get him the ball. But pre-district, we might dance around a little bit and then see how it works. And then in district, you uh, – you know, you go from there. Coach, tell me about this. Like, you guys are sharing some guys with baseball. You guys are sharing some guys with basketball. And Coach Colley always says, man, like, we're not going to lose anybody over the summer, meaning, you know, hey, we're not going to burn anybody out, get them so tired and beat up to where they just shut down and don't play anything. How do you handle that over the summer? Because, yes, you want them to be there. You want them to be, you know, going through the mental reps and learning the offense and getting stronger and everything like that. But you also want to make sure that there's still some bullets left in the chamber for when the fall happens and the kids are still mentally engaged. How do you adjust and, and you know make sure that they're not overdoing it? Right. You know, we, we work with them. We try, you know, try our best to communicate with everybody. And, um, you know, you get to go to high school one time, you know, so you, you want them to be able to participate in as much as they can. So we work with them. And in football-wise, we build in, we build in breaks. You know, we took this week off. They have the whole last week of July off. I think there's four days maybe for July 4th. So we're building some breaks to, um, to, to not overdo it because you, you don't want to – what you don't want is to hit the fall and, and everybody's pumped up for, for a scrimmage of Jamboree in week one and our kids feel like it's week nine. You know, their bodies are tapped, they're mentally tapped. They, you got to have them, you know, nipping at the bit to get ready to go as well. So we try to cut breaks when we can or we'll throw them a bone here or there. You know, we'll cut out the condition on a day or send them home early and – you know, and that's all based off how they work and do. You know, me and Coach Collie were talking about day. We get mid July and we still not where we need to be. You know, the the, the pedal's still going to be on the gas because we we got to get to that standard too. But 
uh, you know, if all works out the way it should, we, we cut some breaks to keep that keep them fresh. So when August says they're ready to play and they don't feel like it's, you know, week nine. Good stuff. Luke, man, thanks so much for the time, buddy. We'll chat again throughout December, okay? All right, man. Thanks. This is BJ Young with Tarpon Football. They do a good job, man. They really do. Like, BJ and his staff, they do a good job. They have a younger group. Yes, they will. And, and look, if you're a Tarpon fan, I'm telling you right now, don't expect the first game of the season to see offensively especially what you saw last year. That was a record-setting offense, quarterback breaking records, the receivers breaking records. It's going to be a whole new crew. Now, that's not to say that they're not going to be able to score points because Coach Young knows the heck out of his offense. They're going to be able to piece some points together, but it's not going to be the prolific Ole Miss style, hey, we're throwing the ball all over the – like they're going to have to reel that in a little bit, maybe be a little more simple, but I think they're going to figure some things out. It's play-by-play when we get back. Speaking of a guy who knows some offense, we're going to go to Coach Colin Mathurin with CCA, ask him about some things going on with his program. It's play-by-play on KLEB. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Yep, is that time of year? Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. And welcome back to play-by-play here on this Thursday. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. I know we certainly are. We've had a good show so far. We thank B.J. Young for his time in the last segment. We go 
now to another local head football coach in the area, Coach Cullen Mathern with Covenant Christian Academy. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you today? Doing good. How about y'all? We're doing fine, my man. Uh, it's a, always that fun time of the year where you're working and getting stronger and faster and preparing yourself for the grind ahead. Uh, did CCA do spring this year, or are you guys going to take the extra time in the fall? Yeah, we uh, we just finished up spring okay. uh, two days ago. Very nice. Uh, yeah. What's that? No, no, I was just saying very nice. Yeah, yeah. How, how did it go? Oh, it was good. We um, we went against um, – well, it was, it was a little tough baseball team. Went to the semifinals, which, you know, delayed a good bit of our kids. And so we had some kids in the track state finals. So it was just kind of a good time to teach the young kids because most of your, you know, varsity guys were baseball track guys. So we got to work with the young kids a lot more than we usually do. And uh, this Tuesday we went against Oberlin High School at a Cajun Field at ULL. Very good. And, you know, with, with CCA, you know, we always are talking about numbers with you all because, you know, you're a smaller school. How many do you have out for the football program right now? And is it a number that you're comfortable with going into the fall? Oh, well, good news is the numbers keep slightly going up each year. So that becomes a little bit less of a problem uh, we're starting to get we, – we went into spring game with about 35, had about five or six out. Uh, so we're looking, hopefully, for next year about 40, give or take 38 to 40-ish. Okay, yeah, very good. That's not bad at all. Um, Coach, you guys got an interesting situation, man. Like, your, your brother's not going to be in that lineup anymore, man. Talk about how diff- different it is to, you know, be calling plays and you're not, you know, relaying, relaying the information straight to your brother anymore. No, it's uh, – yeah, I mean – I wish we could forge his birth certificate and have him for another <laughs> year or two. But, uh, no, it's, it's definitely offered a different perspective. And there's this kid named Kyler Robichaux at CCA right now. We joke around that he, you know, slightly resembles what I used to look like. So we, we call him a, a, a brother. He's the, we call him a, the fourth and the third brother that we never knew we had. And he's jumped into the role. He's He's been Connor's backup the last two years, and he's going to be a junior now. And, so he's been taking the reps, and we've gotten a really, really good relationship like me and Connor have, and he's been doing awesome all spring, and he's one of those you know, highly motivated kids. Like You don't have to motivate him. He wants it for himself. He wants it for the team. He wants it to impress me. So he's kind of gotten the reins of it, and he's uh, he, he, he told Connor he's just the type of kid he is. When Connor finished his last day, he told Connor, get out of the way. It's my show now. So he's ready to roll. Very good. And look, man, you guys run that style of offense where there are going to be a lot of opportunities for people to touch the football. You guys like to spread it around. Do you have those playmakers that are going to be ready to go make some plays and score some touchdowns, brother? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like I said, losing Caden Myers and Z big seniors, but, you know, really, really excited. It's a guy, a guy named Landon Winslow. He's, he's been a, you know, been a little bit of everything last year, but he's, he's the guy from here on out. He's a junior next year. And then you spread it out with guys like Peyton Trosclair, who who can go get it. We have a guy named J- Jerome Dex. He's a four-five guy. Just went try out for track. Told him he had to go try out for track. Ends up coming out uh, second place in the two hundred. So he's got some wheels. And then the craziest part is found a kid from the soccer team who just hit a growth spurt. He's six foot tall now. I said, let's see you at receiver, and he's got some of the best hands and natural route running I've seen in a long time. So he's his name's Connor Basco. He's just kind of been a pick up out of nowhere and it's kind of like we just reloaded on weapons and the good news is none of them are even going to be seniors next year so it's going to be a two-year stint with this little crew 
Yeah, very good, man. And, and you know, we talk often about, okay, you know, Ellender and, and you know, South Terrebonne and South Lafouche, like they had extensive damages to their campuses. But, like, you guys had some damages, too. And I feel like we don't talk about that maybe enough. What's y'all's school situation like? Are you guys, like, kind of sort of returning to normal, or is it just a new normal? Like, what's the situation like out there? Well, I mean, what makes Covenant so awesome is it's such a tight community. It looks like South Lafouche. It's a, it's a small little version of South Lafouche because the second – you know, we had roof damage. Well, look, hey, one of the students at school, hey, my dad's a carpenter, and he got to work. Hey, my dad does flooring. He got to work on the flooring. And it was, it was a little community of just Covenant Christian alumni, even though it's not many of us. It just came together, and we, we got the school up and running probably quicker than anybody else in the area. We did have damage, but it was just really nice to see a big group effort, and it, it goes out to our administration, who, uh, Principal Hutchinson, who just got that all together and, He's a handyman himself, and so before, you know, two, three weeks, but we were back in the school with internet and rolling, and I was still at my house with the lights out, but we were we were rolling over here, so I would leave my house, come get an AC in, in class, and then go back home to a dark <laughs> house, but it was, they did awesome. It was great. Yeah, that's awesome, man, and, and look, we had BJ Young on in the last segment, and he was saying, you know, hey, with a, a young offense, you know, maybe it'll change a little bit of the way that we call it, but... You know, by and large, like over the summer, we're trying to teach the heck out of this thing so that we don't have to water anything down. Is that kind of the way you guys are approaching your new quarterback, new skill players? But, you know, you guys ultimately want to still run your stuff, so I'm sure teaching will be a big point of emphasis this summer, huh? Oh, yeah. We we um, had a lot of coaches' meetings, and I had a a great mind from uh, – his name's Austin Kesterson. He coached at uh, Evangel back when Evangel was in their heyday, and he kind of – talk me through a simplified version of what to call past concepts that make it easier on the kids. And once we introduced the system, I mean, it, we, they learned it overnight and it became a lot easier instead of like, okay, this is the name of the past concept. No, this is the, the system we run. It's a very easy number system. Once you get that little number system, the kids took off with it. So it was kind of dumbing it down, but at the same time, we, we will start off with the basics, and then we can expand from there. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot. And then the personnel does change. You know, from last year, I had a more of a speed running back last year. This guy I have is a battering ram. So we kind of get rid of some of the fancy outside runs, lean more on the inside runs. And this year, I probably have more of quick athletic receivers than just, you know, jump ball receivers. So it's a little – you keep the same offense, but your play calling, you know, Connor weighed 215 pounds. Kyler weighs 160. I'm not going to call as many quarterback powers as I did last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah no doubt about that, man. I didn't look, that, that's, that's good coaching. You know, that, that's what that is, adjusting your personnel and everything of the sort. Tell us about your, your non-district schedule. Who are some of the opponents that the Lions are going to be matching up with this coming season? Yeah, so we open up with uh, Thrive Academy out of Baton Rouge. And in week two, we get our rivalry back with Homer Christian, which I'm excited about. Week three, we'll actually be playing uh, one of y'all district guys. We'll be playing Morgan City again. And I got a good relationship with the Morgan City crew, uh, so we'll be playing them for many, many years to come. We added Generette to our district, so we are losing a non-district game, but we round up week eight against um, Ascension Catholic, which is a 1A, really, really good 1A uh, private powerhouse that we're looking forward to go against. Very good. Um, 
Coach, in terms of, you know, over the summer, what are some of the things you guys are doing? Do you, do you guys do the seven-on-seven seven stuff, or is there a situation where, you know, you're just focused inward and, you know, getting the kids stronger and faster? Like, tell us about what your your plans and your blueprint for the summer is going to look like. Oh, the summer, seven-on-seven is, seven is, I'm sure, I'm, I'm very similar to BJ. I'm pretty sure we're going seven-on-sevens. Uh, the good news about, the bad news about being in HOMA, there's a lot of teams to compete against. The good news about being in HOMA, there's a lot of good teams to compete against. Right. We're going to be going to <laughs> HLs on two, HL Bourgeois on Tuesday and Thursdays. We're in a Terrebonne seven on seven on Wednesdays. We have talks with um, like Ellender and stuff for like Monday. So we'll be going over. And it's always been my strategy coming from Coach Gaines. You go against the big bad boys all summer. Then when you're you know when you you settle that down, like you go against Terrebonne all summer. West St. John is going to be the seven sevens. Um, East St. John's going to be some of the seven sevens we go to. Then you go to LSU, you go to ULL, you go to all these crazy high com- uh, high competition tournaments and seven sevens, and then you turn your film on, you look at the team you're going against, and then you hear, oh, we've been we've gone against much worse than this. Like this is, you know, you kind of raise them up as much as you can to train them as hard as you can during the summer. That way, when the season comes, there's this level of confidence that they can carry. And I always like doing seven on sevens because I want them to continually feel that competition. Because if you go all summer without really competing anybody, that first time they got to go after it, it's kind of, they're hesitant, they're nervous. And so I try to get all the, the what would you call that, the, the butterflies out their stomach all summer long. Yeah, very good. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time, buddy. And look, we're going to chat again throughout the summer with you, okay? Awesome, thank you. Yep, that is Coach Mathern with CCA doing a good job. He mentioned Coach Dennis Gaines a couple times. Man, if you close your eyes and just listen, like he sounds like Dennis Gaines. He's definitely soaked in some of that knowledge that he had when he was a player, um, doing a good job over there at CCA. It's good to hear that their numbers are right, man. That's a school that, you know, any of those little single-A schools, man, if you only have, you know, 20, 25 kids, like you're going to be really hamstrung in what you could do. But if you get close to that 40 number with a single-A program, that's – that's not bad. Like, you could do some things with that. So happy to hear that they've got both some personnel and then also some depth and numbers to make some things happen. And, and, and Coach Mathern's going to keep doing a good job with that program. Let's catch a break when we get back. Speaking of a guy who's doing some good jobs in his program, that's going to be Coach Pokey with LaRose Cutoff Middle School. They're fresh off of just one hell of an athletic year, man. They have had so much success across the whole spectrum. We'll talk to, with Coach Pokey about the year that was and then also – Looking forward, it's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. When your blood pressure's high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. 
through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Friend building materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. We've had two real good calling guests so far today. We've had BJ Young with South Lafouche, Cullen Mathurn with CCA, and now we go to a third really good calling guest. That is Keegan Pokey with LCO Middle School, the athletic director out there, also the head football coach and the head basketball coach uh, for the boys. Coach Pokey, good afternoon, buddy. How are you today? My pleasure, man. Look, you guys are coming off of such a wonderful um, athletic year, man, where the school sports across the board had so much success, won a ton, a ton of games, won a ton, a ton of championships. Man, the 2021-2022 school year is going to forever be remembered for a lot of things, and not a whole lot of them are good, unfortunately, with Ida and rebuilding and different things of the sort. But when you dig deep into it, it's also going to be remembered for just one amazing seventh, eighth, you know, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade class that did a lot of great things for your athletic program. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of one of those things that is giving me the goosebumps this evening thinking about it. Um, the kids been through so much, and we always say that. But for them to have the opportunity just to taste what uh, success is and what success feels like, and hopefully, uh, you know, later down on the, the line in uh, life, that they take the knowledge that they maybe gain outside of sports. Um, that they have learned just in middle school and whether they take it on at high school or not. Um, but it, it was awesome and coming back from Hurricane Ida, coming back from COVID, um, having the success of uh, volleyball winning a parish championship, football winning a parish championship, girls basketball winning parish champs, uh, and then both boys and girls track and field winning parish championships. It was awesome. I, I, I was very proud of all athletes, all coaches. It was a very successful year in our program. And what that does, and, and Coach, we talked about this in the first segment of the show, what that does is it, it, it makes kids want to be part of it. And, you know, we were talking in the first segment about how you guys have so much depth of numbers now for your next season football. I think I read on Facebook, we'll have 60 or 70 kids or whatever it may be. That's unheard of for middle school, man. But it's a byproduct. If you do things the right way for a long enough period of time, people want to be part of it, man. Congratulations to you all. It's awesome to hear and see that those next year numbers are so high. That's that's five A high school football numbers, man, at the middle school level. That's awesome. Yeah, it kind of it kind of threw me off. I ain't gonna lie to you. When we had our parent meeting before we had our uh, first workout, and it was for volleyball and football, and then the open gyms during Sunday. It was I almost I didn't have enough 
athletic packets to hand out because I just wasn't prepared to see that many kids coming out. But, yeah, it's awesome to see. Actually, for our volleyball program, we kept 24 players this year and then two uh, two managers as well. And then, yes, uh, on Tuesday we had 70, I think it was like 73 to be exact, uh, football players to come out. Um, it, it's kind of one of those things that I'm, I'm, I'm happy, I'm glad. Um, people might think we're crazy keeping that many kids, but it's just to give the kids more opportunities to uh, to do something they love, to be successful. And not only are we uh, are gaining, you know, players, we're actually gaining some coaches too that are coming out their way. Um, former uh, South Coast coach Nessie Pierce is actually coming help us out, wow. and then we're having a, a student teacher as well. Uh, that came out of his way, uh, willing, Matt Sheremy is willing to help us out for a football season, too, as well. Dude, man, I, look, I, you got me my, on my jaw. <laughs> I threw hit the you floor. a curveball there, huh? Yeah, man, look, dude, Like I, I told you last year, uh, I, I remember before games, like, dude, you got an awesome coaching staff, and now you're adding to that. Like, that's, man, that's awesome to know that those kids, and, and, and again, that's something that we touched on earlier, is that, look, they're, if you teach them at a young age, they're going to know when they get to high school. There's not going to be as much teaching. They're going to know how to handle winning and losing and, and how to compete. And you guys are doing that. And, man, great coaching staff. Congratulations to you all, man. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, and look, it, the kids might not uh, – obviously the kids weren't of age to remember who Coach Nessie Pierce was. But it was somebody who I always looked up to. I always went to all the South Coast games. And then as athletic director now, some definitely someone who uh, I could look as a mentor. So the kids might not be – uh, like shell shocked to having Coach Nessie <laughs> around, but it took me a second to kind of to let the jitters come out of the way because uh, I mean it's it's awesome to have someone of his uh, his background to help us out in the upcoming years. Yeah, no doubt, buddy. But look, man, look, you guys have all those players, but you are going to be replacing a lot of starters. You had a big old eighth grade group, so talk about what it's like. You know, it's some kids that are that are used to winning and and have competed against those great eighth grade group from last year. There's a lot of guys who maybe don't have a ton of reps at the you know the the higher middle school level. Talk about what that's been like so far as you guys are starting your practices. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of different. I, I was working on a highlight films of uh, the A grade group that's going to South Bush next year. Uh, very talented group. Uh, the Landon Jarvis's, Landon Daughter, Terrence Petries, um, the offensive linemen that are being sent over there too. It, it, it's sad to see them leave, but in the same sense, it was similar to. When I was in high school, my junior year, I mentioned about the coach former having a really good year, and then the next year we had a, a downfall. But before that year, and you've seen it on Tuesday, the confidence level is there. Like the kids are believing that this thing has turned around. The kids are believing that they could go out and win. So yeah, we're gonna have to replace some skill, uh, some talented kids, and everything like that. But uh, in life, if you're confident, if you believe in yourself, that's the first step. And I, I think it showed on Tuesday that the kids came out confident. Uh, not cocky, but confident, uh, willing to work. And I, I truly believe that they believe in themselves, their teammates, and I, I think they bought into what we're trying to teach them as well. So how does that work at middle school? Like I know in the LHSAA there's like a set calendar of, hey, you could do this on these days. and like, But with middle school, I don't know how that works. Like what are you guys going to be doing over the summer and what are some goals you have to try to get accomplished? Yeah, so for volleyball, volleyball, they're going to have like some open practice and voluntary practices. They're going to actually have a summer league at West Sibyl that we're going to attend once a week. We're going to get some games in with other parish schools, but everything's voluntary for uh, volleyball. And then for football, it's voluntary workouts. It's, it's literally a workout. We On Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, they could come from 5 to 6.30. Uh, during this workout, we, we, we do a lot of just body weight things like push-ups, 
squats. We do some conditioning, some agility. And then uh, towards the end of practice, we just kind of give them a knowledge about some different drills of dealing with football, like getting a three-point stance and then firing out. Uh, just teaching them about the game because, uh, believe it or not, a lot of these kids, and it, it's every sport around the board, a lot of these kids, this is going to be like their first time playing football. So just teaching them a little bit about the game, about what positions are where and how to line up, this and that. Uh, we just kind of give them a little bit of motivation moving forward. But ultimately, that those workouts, those things, are just to have them around, having fun, uh, keeping them active, uh, getting them out of the house, especially for the fact that when in, uh, late July and early August comes around, it's going to be very hot. So get them accommodated to that heat as one of our main focuses during the summer. Very good. And look, man, as an actual question as an AD, athletic facilities-wise, I know your gym got messed up and you guys had some damages to your campuses. I know over at South Lafouche, they're hearing some pretty optimism, like some optimistic words and that they may have a competition gym for next year. Are you guys in that same boat? Do you have any guidance on that? Yeah, so it's, it's definitely, you know, last year when it was rain, we were going to gym for our football workouts. We have open gym. Uh, for basketball in our own gym, where this year we're going to be using Galliana Elementary for uh, basketball open gym sessions during the summer. But, uh, yeah, it, it's looking, I think, like late August. I think that was one of the last things we were told, that late August. So uh, about early volleyball season, we should have a gym, which I know I'm chomping at a bit to have a gym. Uh, my classroom right now, sometimes it's a cafeteria, sometimes it's my locker room itself. Uh, but I know the kids are looking forward just for PE sake and then obviously athletic sake uh, to have a gym back. But it was looking like maybe late uh, August, so that's a good thing. Yeah, very good. Um, so tell me about you know the basketball side of things. We've talked a lot about football, basketball, same kind of situation. You guys are losing some eighth graders, but fortunately you guys have that tradition where you keep a bunch, a bunch of kids so the kids are going to be known, like know what's expected of them. They're going to have had some reps in practice and even some game time as well. Talk about what you have coming back basketball-wise. I know you still got to do your tryouts and everything, but you kind of sort of know what you have. What are some of the things you're most excited about there? We're going to be extremely big this next upcoming season. We're going to have like somebody like Bo Georges who's coming back. He started for us last year. Uh, Cullen St. Amon, Carter Kyle, Carter Cantrell, uh, running our point guard. I'm going to look, and, and everyone, and maybe after the end of the season, you'll be like, oh, well, Coach Boki, you were too confident in your ability as a coach, or you're too confident of what y'all were going to be. But I'm really – I knew I knew this past year we were going to be solid just for the fact we had a lot of eighth graders and we had some talented kids that knew the game of basketball. But I don't think our drop-off is going to be too much further than what we were uh, this past year. I truly believe the system that we have, the program of keeping these this amount of kids, um, having them practice with us, understanding how I coach, uh, how the, I want them to play, I truly believe you're going to start seeing our program being consistent Year in, year out, competing with the best. You know, ultimate goal is to to play and to beat the teams like Raceland and West Thibodeau. Like, if you look at the last 10 years, Raceland has won, uh, I forget how many parish championships in basketball, and then the other team that won parish championships is West Thibodeau. No one else has won parish championships. So our ultimate goal is to get over that hump, uh, start beating those guys on a consistent basis, and I think you'll start seeing that in the next couple of years. Coach, one of the things that I admire the most about what y'all are doing out there, and you kind of touched briefly on this a minute ago, is like I almost feel like you guys are treating it like you guys are like a mini high school and that like the kids are leaving there with highlight tapes and like films. And like you guys do so much to kind of replicate that high school experience for them in terms of how they're coached, in terms of how you guys approach things. And it's almost like a miniature South Lafouche, man. Is that something that you guys are trying to do or is it just something that, hey, 
It's just happening or artificially. You know, there, there's a lot of people that I guess they can take credit for. You know, like growing up, my dad always had like a great work ethic. My grandpa, my great-grandpa is 90-something years old, still to this day, driving, waking up every morning, going to work in the garden. And then when I got into coaching, Coach Colley does everything full speed, 100%, everything he did. It uh, doesn't matter if he took you to 2 o'clock in the morning, he was going to get it done. So when I took over this, this program over here, the biggest issue I had uh, when I, I would like practice on a Friday for basketball and kids and teachers would walk past and be like, come on, coach, it's middle school. I can't believe you're practicing on uh, Friday. And the biggest issue, I'm like, it's middle school, but it, it's first of all, I'm not doing the kids justice if I'm just shortchanging them their experience. Like I'm here to help them become better in, in basketball or whatever sport it is and in life. So I went ahead and uh, when I took over as athletic director, I said, we're going to go ahead and eliminate the, the idea of we just a middle school. And I actually was looking stuff up the other day that I wrote down that was pre-COVID, and I said, eliminate the phrase, we're just middle school. Uh, we bought huddle for our basketball programs, football programs. The, the kids are excited. They get to see their stats, get to see their, their highlights. They, they grow more passionate into the game. They're uh, more invested in themselves as an athlete. They, they're having bigger goals for themselves. Just investing my time in the kids and, and – Ultimately, if I wasn't doing that, I would hope someone would tell me that I'm not doing that. And then 30 years from now, if I'm still not doing that, uh, hopefully I, re- I retire before that ends. Yeah, very good, dude. That, that's, a, that's an awesome answer, man. And look, you know, when you talk to BJ Young, which we, we did earlier in the show and, and several times throughout the offseason, like he's telling me, like, look, we're going to expect the Jarvis kid to play this coming season. We're going to expect Landon Dardar to play this coming season and then a handful of others. A lot of the members of your team from last year – are not just going to be like playing a play or two here and there on Friday nights. They're going to be actively playing starting roles, dude. So I know that's going to make you a proud popper next fall to see that. And look, I'll be, I'm getting the goosebumps right now. You'll probably see them in the tarpon walk. I can't wait to be their fan. You know, I was their coach, and I think they were about done with me being their coach for a little while. I was their coach for the last three years. I was a big supporter for them in the classroom. When they were maybe getting in trouble, I was a big supporter of for them as well, but uh, to be able to just be their biggest fan, uh, to go see my nephew, then the Landon Dars, uh, the Landon Jarvis's at the next level, uh, I'm going to be the biggest fanboy, I guess you could say, uh, <laughs> in the next upcoming seasons. Beautiful. Look, man, thanks so much for the time, and, and look, keep up the good work, man. I mean that sincerely. You guys are doing an awesome thing for the kids out there. I appreciate it, Casey. Have a good day. Yep, that is Coach Keegan Pokey with LCO Middle School doing a wonderful job. They do so much to help promote their kids, and they've got a good thing rolling, man. And look, they did they have some talent in the past couple years? Yeah, and does that make it a little bit easier? Yeah, it does. But guess what? Talent without direction is a mess, <laughs> and they have added that direction. They've got great coaching there. They've got great, you know, stability is the right word. Like, the kids know what's expected, and, you know, it's not just middle school. You know, it's not just a hobby. It's not just something that you're doing for an extra stipend. Like, they care, and they want to make the kids better there, and it's awesome to see. It's play-by-play when we get back. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs. We had another stinker last night, uh, but we'll tell you about it, and we'll bre- uh, break down the Dallas and Golden State matchup that will be later today. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas, DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got about 20 more minutes to spend with you all on this Thursday. You know how like some days, okay, humor me here. Like I'm going to, I'm about to probably sound ridiculous, but it's, it's okay. Anybody who knows me knows that we have those moments. Like I'm sitting in our LaRose studios. And if, for those who are not familiar with the lay of the land here, like we've got like a studio, it's got a bunch of windows. Like behind me is a big old window to the left of me is kind of like a rectangular window. So I could see a lot of outside. That's how yesterday I was telling you guys, oh, training and all that good stuff. You know, some days when you look outside and it just looks hot as heck. Like I'm looking outside right now. I'm seeing that big bright blue sun and I'm seeing the reflection of it off of the silver window of the first story of our building. Seeing the cars passing by. I'm seeing you know, the asphalt on the road of which, you know, 308. It just looks hot as hell outside today. <laughs> And I got to go and be in it in just a minute. And look, man, it, 
what I understand, a little cold front pass is actually not all that bad. But summertime is here, man. It is. It's crazy how fast the seasons changed on us. It feels like just a couple weeks ago we were cold fronting it and enjoying some good weather, and it was you know sweatpants and you know hoodies. And not anymore. Summertime is here. Time has truly flown by is what I'm getting at. It's already almost June. Next week is going to be the month of June. And it feels like we just had Christmas. It feels like we have just had Christmas, man. Time has just flown by in this year. Time has also flown by in these NBA playoffs. We have had um, a lot of games be played, certainly. And now we're getting to the situation where it looks like we have two clear finalists or two clear favorites, rather, to be in the NBA Finals. The Boston Celtics, I think, grabbed control of their series with Miami last night. They win 93-80 to in a game that, yeah, it was, it was okay, I guess. Like, it wasn't the complete shellacking that we have seen in other games. Miami, Miami actually led the game by five at halftime. Then Boston took control in the third quarter and held on late 93-80. to um, These teams, and we see this often, and we talked about this earlier in the playoffs, Often in the playoffs, your highest scoring games are your early series games because as you face the same team over and over and over and over again, you kind of get a sense for what they do offensively. You kind of get their timing down, and you know defense usually becomes ahead of offense as the series go on, and that's what we saw yesterday. Like Neither of these teams could score on the other. Boston wins 93-80. to It was a game that resembled an old-school 90s-style playoff game where the teams were struggling uh, to score. There wasn't a lot, whole lot of flow. There wasn't a whole lot of rhythm, but Boston takes care of business on the road. The Celtics just, I don't know, man. Like when they're, when they're all the way healthy, when Robert Williams is there protecting the rim, he had three blocks last night. Louisiana guy, by the way, saw him at the top 28 a couple years ago. When Marcus Smart is there, like it's hard to deny that they're the best team right now. They have everything that you would want in an NBA team today. They've got the great individual scoring, the guy who could go and score over great defense. You have to have that in the NBA today. You could have whatever system you want to have. You think Greg Popovich isn't running great stuff over in San Antonio? Well, guess what? Without Tim Duncan and all those guys, Manu Ginobili and those guys, Tony Parker, they're not winning because they don't have that one guy that could score when the play's defended. So much of the NBA is about who could score over great defense and who could you know be versatile and create havoc on the defensive end for the opposing offense. The Celtics have Jason Tatum. He's that guy to where he's long and lanky enough to where even if you got a hand in his face, he could still score with reasonable efficiency. He had 22 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists last night. He was great. They've got Al Horford who's like a stretch, like he's evolved his game so much, like a stretch four type dude. He's big. He could block shots. He could pass the ball out of the high post at five assists last night. He's an excellent passer. He can make three-pointers if he's not guarded from out there. Great pickup. Then, of course, Williams is the rim-running, rim-protector, blocking shots, everything. Smart, Jalen Brown, like Grant Williams off the bench. All of these guys that we're mentioning do multiple things. If you have Marcus Smart guarding a point guard at the top and then you send the screen to the top and you switch the screen, A, Marcus Smart's going to be able to guard the big guy who screened him because he's versatile and he's strong and he's not afraid of anything. Then B, the big guy who is switched onto the guard, which will likely be Horford or Tatum or whoever it may be, 
is going to be able to guard the guard. That's the thing the Celtics do so well and why they're so good defensively. All five guys on the floor could guard all five positions. The NBA today is about pinpointing and using the pick-and-roll game to create matchup advantages for your team. If there's a guy on the floor who can't guard, they're going to screen his guy, force a switch, and then guess what? The guy who can't guard is now guarding the ball. And that creates big problems, right? If you got a guy who's not a very good defender and he's guarding the ball all game long, it creates big problems. You got to get creative. You got to start doubling. And then that creates whole other challenges where guys will be left unguarded, whatever it may be. But the teams who win are the teams that don't have those issues because all five guys could guard all five other guys. And Boston does that so efficiently well. They're so long. They're so lanky. They're so athletic. And they're so versatile. And that's why I truly believe like, a lot of folks are just saying, oh, the Warriors are going to just go ahead and win this thing now. I think the Celtics have just as good a shot, if not a better shot, than Golden State because they're so damn athletic. Like, if they locked up the Nets in that series, if they could take away Durant, Kyrie, uh, you know, Patty Mills, and whatever else the Nets have offensively, why wouldn't they be able to take away Curry and Thompson? I think they're going to make the Warriors shoot three-pointers over length, over outstretched arms, and I think that that efficiency is going to go down, and then I think it's going to be a situation where Boston could legitimately win it all. I truly believe that. I think they're good enough defensively to where maybe where they sometimes lack offensively, where they kind of shoot a lot of mid-range jump shots. I think their defense is going to make up for that. Of course, they've still got to get there. They've got one more to win, but that game six will be in Boston. I think they'll close that one out in the next game of the series. Now, Let's talk about the other series. We've got Dallas and we've got Golden State. The Warriors lead 3-1. to one. Dallas kind of shellacked them in the last game. But the Warriors are back home today. They're favored by six and a half points. A lot of folks think they're going to close it out today. And I, I'm one of them, by the way. I think that, that the Warriors are going to close it out today. But this hasn't been as lopsided of a series as people would like it to think that it is. Like I don't think there's a huge gap of separation between Dallas and, and Golden State. Game one, the Warriors hammered them. There's no doubt about that. Game two, Dallas led by like 20 in the second half and then just kind of gagged it away. They just went cold at the wrong time, lost 126-117. to 117. Game three in Dallas, was anybody's game late? Again, the Warriors just kind of pulled away late. We talked about this yesterday, and I'm going to repeat it. It's going to sound like a broken record. The difference between these teams right here is the experience when the you-know-what's hitting the fan. Golden State knows what to do. Dallas doesn't yet. Luka Doncic hadn't been in that fire yet. He doesn't know fully how to grasp those certain situations. He's only 23 years old. So what I'm getting at is here, though it's extremely highly likely, like 99.99999% chance the Warriors are going to win this series. The longer that Dallas could extend it, the more reps they're going to get in that live fire, the better equipped they're going to be to handle these types of things in the future. Because if you got Luka Doncic on your team, a dude who's scoring like 40 with 12 rebounds and 10 assists and like all the crazy stuff that he does, and he's only 23 and he's going to be locked into your franchise for the next decade or so, like you're going to be back in this spot. There's no doubt, like you're going to be back in this spot sometime, probably sooner rather than later. So the more live fire you could get, the more opportunities you could get to see those types of games and those types of situations the better Dallas is going to be in the long term. Do I think they could beat Golden State four in a row? No, I don't. I don't think that this series is going to ever get competitive. I think the Warriors actually close it out today. 
But the more Dallas could just keep playing, keep learning, keep studying. It's the same thing like we said with the Pelicans and the Suns, right? I don't think that very few people truly believed, even after the Devin Booker injury, very few people truly believed that the Pelicans would actually beat the Suns in a best of seven, right? But with every little, you know, close game and close finish and every win that you stole, that was another opportunity for Alvarado and Ingram and, you know, all those guys <laughs> to play together in that type of environment. So now next year when they get back there, that ooh and awe ah and that initial wave of emotion and shock is not going to be there. And that's what Dallas is playing for here. Game five in Oakland, they've got an opportunity to maybe further extend the series. And I expect a pretty good one. I think the Warriors are going to win, but I do expect a pretty good effort from Dallas today as they try to win their second straight in the series. And I'm telling you, if it would be the Warriors and the Mavericks, I'm telling you, that will not the Warriors and the Mavericks, listen to me. If it would be the Warriors and the Celtics in the finals, that would be some fun basketball because it's a team in Boston that theoretically could defend the things that the Warriors do well. So it would be a true test of, you know, hey, who's going to play the best for the seven games? May the best team win. Who's going to have the most shot making? I think it'd be a lot of close, very low scoring, competitive games and a lot more drama than what we've seen in what, frankly, has been kind of a blowout field postseason. In the MLB, it's 3-3 three to three right now between the Cubs and the Reds. That one's in the bottom of the third inning. It's the only day baseball game on the schedule today. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'm going to try to get you three winners in our betting picks. You're listening to play-by-play. We'll be right back after this break here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. So, uh, you got a good feeling about any on this card? Are uh, you kidding? I've got three solid picks here with big payouts. And they're off. We've got a tight race today, folks. These sprinters are out of the gates and jockeying for position. So who you got winning this thing? And here they are between the turns. You know, I really like Triple Tripler for up to $3,000. Of course, Lucky Corners is fun and it has a top prize of $14,000. And finally, my man Slingo Doubler is always a favorite with a top prize of $30,000. I'm not seeing these names out there. Of course not. I'm talking about the brand new scratch holes from the lottery. You can find them at any lottery retailer. They should all be standing in the winner's circle. Oh, okay. I just thought, you know, because, you know, we are where you know. You know what? Just go ahead and do your thing. And down the stretch they come, folks. It's $1 triple tripler, $2 lucky corners. And coming up fast is $3 slingo doubler from the lottery. Went up to $30,000. It's going to be a photo finish. Must be at least 21 to purchase. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yep, is that time of year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and 9 in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention this year's fishing rodeo we also have adult kids kayak and we added the offshore division proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons life rings on the grand isle beach scholarships and bringing awareness to water safety there will be plenty of food drinks activities for the kids and the whole family that's the blue boot rodeo coming this july 7 8 and 9 in grand isle louisiana popeye's louisiana kitchen has immediate job openings for our la rose location we are hiring all positions cashiers pre-batter cooks managers job training immediately available you 
can apply online at workstream.com slash Popeyes or come on by at 13952 West Main, the LaRose location. Popeyes regional manager is on site ready to speak to you. Popeyes grand opening in approximately two weeks. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Welcome back here to Play by Play. It is the conclusion of our Thursday show, man, I sincerely thank our three calling guests, BJ Young, Colin Mathurin, Keegan Pokey, all did an excellent job in their own way. That's three dudes that, you know, we talked yesterday about um, how there was, you know, in my mailbag, I was, for those who didn't listen to yesterday's show, in my mailbag, I was asked a question of, you know, why don't we have any coaches? You know, like, why is there such a shortage in assistant coaches and why are, you know, football staffs or athletic staffs having such a hard time filling out their athletic, you know, rosters in terms of coaching. And one of the answers that I gave is, is I think that honest to goodness truth based on people that I'm speaking to is that there's just not a whole lot of male teachers anymore. You know, pay is a big thing in LaFouche, right? Like, like, let's not get it twisted. If there's, if there's a pool of 40 coaches available, um, 35 of them might not be interested in working here because of the pay. So that leaves you just kind of limited numbers or whatever it may be. But the fact remains is that while we may have that pool of 40 coaches, 10 years ago, that pool might have been 80 coaches, and it's just been cut in half because so many men are getting out of, of, of the educational system. So kudos on BJ, Cullen, and Keegan for not pulling away and, and for staying with it and, and you know doing such a great job to make differences to those young men and those young women. So that's awesome to hear that you know there are still some young guys with some fire and some pep that, that are wanting to make a difference. And uh, they all are doing a wonderful job in their own way. So we're going to wrap up today's show with our betting picks, as we always do. You could find some of these picks also on my Patreon. Uh, haven't uploaded those yet. <laughs> it's funny, man. You know, I upload these things usually, like, to be honest, usually I, I do the research late at night and I upload them before I go to sleep. Lately, I've been kind of mixing it up and uploading them in the afternoon, but sometimes you know, the lines change or whatever it may be. Whenever I don't have them things uploaded by 10, like people are, hey, bruh, like, where are they at, bruh? Relax. We're, we're going to get to them before the start of the game. But our first pick today is I like over 214 and a half between the Mavericks and the Warriors. Um, I think Golden State's going to shoot the ball well today at home. I think Dallas is kind of figuring out their way to score against the Warriors defense. They scored 119 points in the last game. They scored 117 points two games ago. Um so, yeah, I think the 214, like to ask the Warriors to not score 115 in a game, like you're asking for a lot. Their offense is so prolific and they play so well, especially at home. So I think that the Warriors and the Mavericks are going to go over that 214 and a half. If you want to spruce it up and you, you're you forcing me to make another pick on that game, I would lean 
lean towards saying that the Mavericks would cover the six and a half and maybe it'd be a close game, but I don't quote me on that. That's not an official pick. I think over 214 and a half looks pretty good though. Um, today also in the world of Major League Baseball, they got a few that I like and I will let you know. Let's see. Why is my fan duel not loaded up? Oh, here it is. My bad. I got the window closed for whatever reason. Um, I like in the world of MLB, I like the Red Sox today to win against the White Sox. Dallas Keuchel is pitching for Chicago, and he's been, eh, he's been okay. Uh, hasn't been great this year. Boston has been swinging it very well with the exception of last night when their offense kind of got stymied. Usually when a good offense gets locked down for one game, they come back strong in the next game and they play pretty well. So I like Boston today to win on the road against Chicago facing Keiko. He's a soft tossing guy. He's not going to get a lot of strikeouts. I expect Boston to put it in play, find some holes, and get the win. Then let's see. We've also got, uh, let's take that one. Let's take the Dodgers run line. I got, Look, man, I, I'm going to just start giving two picks because it's understood every day that we're taking the Dodgers run line. The Dodgers coming off of a loss are so much better than normal. And when they're at normal, they're really, really good. They lost yesterday. They didn't score. Got shut out against Washington. They're not going to be pleased by that. They're facing Arizona in a hitter's ballpark. Two pitchers who are just, I they're not great in the game. So I like the Dodgers to cover. And again, if you want a second pick there, I like also kind of over nine and a half as the Dodgers themselves might score six or seven in the game to carry that thing closer to the number. Thanks to everybody for listening. We've certainly enjoyed ourselves today. It's been a really good show. We hope that everybody is having a great day, and we hope that everybody is, um, you know, digging what we're doing. We're going to kind of get into some of the summer routine next week. We're going to maybe start to look to book some former athletes and, and you know, kind of get to that storytelling mode that we were kind of promising you earlier in the in the spring when we were recapping what the summer would look like. We're going to start to do some of that stuff. We want to thank our sponsors, and then we'll get out of here. The Blue Boot Rodeo 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Also, Southland Dodge and Homa, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets, tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then last but certainly not least, we want to thank Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Tomorrow, we're going to have, what's our Friday routine? We're going to have Chandler Guitros. We're going to have Damian St. Pierre, and we hope to have a large audience to listen to them uh, tell us about the things that are happening in their respective sports. This is Casey Gisler signing off. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. We'll be back the same time tomorrow. May God bless you and your families. Have a great day, everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.